Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch, joins me now. He is en route to South Bend, Indiana for Ohio State and Notre Dame tomorrow. And, And Joey, this game was good for a stretch or close for a stretch last year. Ohio State had so much more talent, and that was probably the roughest game they played all year. Uh, what has changed in your estimation, uh, um, not just the quarterbacks between these two teams this year, that may make this thing go in a different fashion than it did a year ago? Well, I think Notre Dame is a lot different than a year ago. Obviously, the impact of Sam Hartman, the transfer quarterback from Wake Forest, and, and they've become a lot more explosive on offense. They, they lead the country in plays of 40 yards or more. They have 11 this year, which is already twice as many as they had a year ago, which is a whole new element that they have as they're able to, to create those, those big plays. And last year when they played Ohio State, what Notre Dame wanted to do was shorten the game and no clock and really grind out yards. This is a game where I think they can go maybe a little more toe-to-toe with them in, in the big plays and, and take advantage of, of maybe Ohio State's vulnerability, at least what was their vulnerability last year in giving up those explosive plays. Do you think that the defensive front at Ohio State, which has been has been their, their Achilles heel, they have, you know, especially, you know, that's why they've lost to Michigan the last couple of years because that matchup is is just so off kilter as, as where it had been in the past. Notre Dame, with Audric Estime, is going to try to run right at them. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, an interesting test for that front. They have a lot of returning guys up front, uh, J.T. Tuimolau and Jack Sawyer, the defensive end, Mike Hall and, and Ty Hamilton, Ty Lee Williams in the inside. All those guys have been around for a while, and they're, they're upperclassmen now. And this is the year they're supposed to, to really take that that next step. Uh, they, but they haven't played a team that's really going to try to grind out yards. Indiana was running the option. Youngstown State was an FCS team. And then they played Western Kentucky, which was a, an air raid team and was to throw the ball around a lot. So the the teeth of Ohio State's defense, the front, hasn't really been tested, and this is going to be a, a big one to see what they're made of. What's your early returns on Kyle McCord? I think he's showed a lot of promise. Uh, he was uh, in his first full start last week where he didn't rotate in the first half. He threw three touchdowns to four incompletions. Uh, I think he's he has a pretty good arm. Throws a good good ball. I mean, he was a, he was a top fifty recruit coming out of high school, a five star who had two years in, in Ryan Day's system. So I think the floor is pretty high for him and what he's going to be able to provide for Ohio State in terms of 
facilitating their offense, getting the ball to the playmakers. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Emeka Buka, he's decisive with the ball. The, the question is whether you're going to have that, that, that special trait that C.J. Stroud had as far as is maybe hitting on some, some really deep throws. But, I mean, I think he's, he's been promising for them early on. This is obviously going to be a, a pretty big weekend for him, though, because he's making his fifth start of his college career going up against the quarterback and, and Hartman and Notre Dame was making 50 yet. So just, uh, just a little bit of a gap in experience there. All right. So Lou Holtz today, and I don't know if you've seen this, you've been on the road, but he predicted that Notre Dame, I mean, this is very Homer pick by, by Lou Holtz, obviously. You know. that, yeah. All that. But what he said about Ryan day, I'm curious, what is the opinion of people in Columbus about however he's lost to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice, and everybody beats him because they're more physical than Ohio State. Is that a fair assessment of Ryan Day, especially when it comes to Ohio State fans? I don't, I don't think it's unfair at all. I think there's a, a big segment of the fan base, and certainly an outspoken one at the very least, that uh, is disappointed in the, in the way things have trended at Ohio State. Two losses in a row to Michigan. The loss, uh, even though they played well against Georgia last year in the playoff game, they ultimately didn't win the game. So in, in recent seasons, they haven't had that that big, flashy win that I think makes people feel good about themselves. On the other hand, I think there are a lot of people who who recognize he's, he's lost a total of, of six games and now he's in his fifth year. So he doesn't lose a whole lot. Uh, but I think people want that that extra level. Um, and, and really a lot of it goes back to the Michigan rivalry. Uh, there's a generation of Ohio State fans that just become unaccustomed to watching them lose to Michigan. Urban Meyer was 7-0 in the rivalry. Jim Trestle only lost once to Michigan. And, and that, I think, has, has left people with sort of an unfamiliar feeling of what it's actually like to, to sort of have a, a little bit of a 10-year war, which uh, you have to go back to the Woody and Bo days. Yeah, I, I I know that he's you know he's he's under under fire to whatever extent that that really is for a guy who's been as wildly successful in his tenure as he has there outside of those Michigan losses really and is I mean there are I mean almost every other college in the country would hire him in a second if they let him go is there any kind of concern that if they did that that they they would be cutting off their nose to spite their face and let instead of letting him find his sea legs, especially going into a time when we're about to have a 12-team playoff? I, I think they're as loud as the, the certain segment of, of the Ohio State fan base can be and is uh, maybe frustrated with Ryan Day as they can be. I think the thing that's probably in his favor is his boss, Gene Smith, uh, likes him and uh, has, has extended his contract a year ago. He's got, he got a pay bump for this year. So I think institutionally, Ohio State is – likes what he's done so far. And I think a big reason why is their floor is so high. They win 10, 11 games every year. And even if, even if he does have a Michigan problem, and remember he's still only one and two in the rivalry and he'd be two and two if they had played the game in, in 2020, they're, they're really only one or two games away here. Most years from winning the top prize in college football. And I think that ultimately is, is, is in his favor. And I think you can play the what if game if you want. But, but still, they, they were so close in the last couple of years to actually winning the whole thing. If Marvin Harrison doesn't get knocked out in the fourth quarter against Georgia, maybe they, they win that game. Maybe if one or two plays uh, go their way, they win the game. So I think that's always the risk if you uh, move on from somebody like that or, or the, I think part of the value that he brings you is he, 
he puts you in the conversation every year. And then you're right about the 12 team playoff. When that comes in, even if you still lose to Michigan, you're going to get, a, you're going to get another bite at the apple, either in a, in a big 10 championship game, which could provide a rematch or in the, or in the expanded playoff field. Brian Hartline is, eh, I mean, maybe number one assistant sought after in the country. Now the way he's recruited, the way that he's put that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out in that, but he has talked about, especially in the Big Ten circles, very, very warmly, and, and he is doing some amazing things there, uh, especially at the wide receivers he's getting to come and play for them. How how long do they figure they can hold on to him, especially now that a job like Michigan State is open and has a you know 10-week lead on anybody else who may even try to hire him? I think they've they've done everything that they can to to this point to to try to retain him and keep him happy. They they gave him a, a big pay raise this off season with his promotion to offensive coordinator, where he's making one point six million dollars a year. He's uh, they're bringing him along and grooming him as the the next play caller. Uh, if uh, down the road they uh, decides to delegate more of, of those responsibilities, and this is his alma mater too. And I think he's going to be selective when he when he does want to leave because. This is really the only coaching job he's ever had. He came to Ohio State in 2017 as a quality control coach for Remire, uh pretty soon after his playing career in the NFL ended. So I don't, I don't see him really leaving unless the circumstances are, are really right. And I, and I think he's he's compensated so well and I think likes where he's at that I don't think you, you go uh, to a spot you're not going to be comfortable in. What do you think, Michigan? You cover the Big Ten. What does Michigan State do about that job? Ooh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tougher job uh, moving forward. Uh, just in, in the with the way the Big Ten is going to be restructured with USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon coming in. I think before you could say maybe Michigan State's the the fourth, fifth best job in the in the conference, and and now that's going to change. They probably need to get back to what made them successful in the past with Mark D'Antonio. And they tried to do it when they hired Luke Fickle was getting those overlooked kids from Ohio who maybe didn't get the Ohio State offer but are still plenty good at just having them come up one state over. And, and that might be the way forward for them rather than, than Mel Tucker who was who was all about the transfer portal and, and, and that didn't, um, even before his uh, recent downfall, was not going uh, the way you wanted. So maybe you look at somebody like Mark Stoops if you could convince him from Kentucky. But that type of coach with that type of profile where you're recruiting the overlooked Ohio kid uh, to Michigan State, I think would be probably the formula that you want. If Ohio State loses this game tomorrow, does that derail any of their goals in your in your mind? I don't think so. I think it, it reduces your margin for error because if they lose uh, tomorrow night, they basically need to, to run the table and, and beat Michigan and, and beat Penn State. And those, those are two other top five, top ten teams they have on your schedule plus the Big Ten Championship game. So they could, they dealt with the loss last year in the regular season and, and still made the playoff, and it's not going to, to wipe away their goals. Uh, but it's certainly going to make, I think, it harder because then you you know you are afforded no uh, – you get no more mulligans, really. No, no two lost teams ever made the playoff. So uh, it's, a, I guess, for all intents and purposes, a double elimination regular season. Okay, Joey, true or false, USC joined the Big Ten because they missed you covering them. Uh, I don't think I can, can compete with the, the payday that they're going to get by joining the Big Ten. <laughs> I mean, that's all, that's all gravy. 
Uh, and and again, uh, I, like based on this last week, it appears they don't like anybody covering them. So, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. Um, anyway, Joey, thanks for hopping on. Uh, uh, Columbus Dispatch, Joey Coffin, one of the best in the biz. He's covered USC, covers Ohio State. Now, have fun at the game. Travel safe, buddy. Hey, always good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Always, always love having Joey on. Yeah, used to cover USC, and then moved to Columbus, Ohio. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.